1: This is Saturday, June 26, 2021, coming at you from the WCWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. It is the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. It is WCWS Power Hour, episode number 265. Coming at you, as as always, from the HQ tonight, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you. As we of course, get set to talk about here what took place in the radio network this week, as far as all of our programming here is concerned. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you today's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you some wrestling news tidbits courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If, if, of course, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is one 562 444 caller ID 141-364-pound, and by all means, please press that one if you wish to chime in on everything that we have to dish out here to you this evening for the next hour. Let's go ahead and get started here as we go into 5.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As we said, this is Saturday, June 26, 2021. Excuse me, let us proceed, of course, by going into our wrestling and pop culture history and birthday here report <clears throat> for today, June 26. And let us see what took place. Some 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 of these some very interesting moments took place here. Um, <clears throat> of course, on this date here, it's about wrestling history. Let's see what we have on tap. First off on this date in 1976, Antonio Inoki and Muhammad Ali took part in a boxer versus wrestler match in Tokyo, Japan. The match went to a 15 round draw after Inoki spent the entire match laying on his back, aiming kicks at Ali. The wrestler was barred from using throws, suplexes, or submissions during the match. On this date in 1978, Yukon Eric and Yukon Pierre, defeated the team of Dino Bravo and Dominic DeNucci for the WWWF international tag team titles at a WWWF house show in Madison Square Garden, of course, in New York City. On his date in 1990, the Road Warriors, of course, Hawk and Animal were repackaged and made their WWF TV debut as the Legion of Doom at the WWF Wrestling Challenge TV tapings in Huntington, West Virginia. On his date in 1992, the the original Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers, sadly passed away peacefully at the age of 71 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Rogers was one of the biggest wrestling superstars at the beginning of the television wrestling era in the early 1960s. And he influenced many professional wrestlers, including Rick Flair, who used Rogers' nickname, look, and finisher, of course, to figure four leg lock. Rogers became the very first recognized WWF World Champion in 1963 and won 13 world championships, including the NWA title. Rogers is one of the very few competitors that have held both the NWA and WWF World titles, and as a tribute to his legacy and influence, he was, he was inducted into the WWF Hall of Fame class of nineteen ninety-four in Baltimore, Maryland. Also in 1992, ladies and gentlemen, in Tokyo, Japan, Rick and Scott Steiner defeated Big Van Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow to win the IWGP tag team titles. Also on the show, Jushin Thunder Liger lost the IWGP junior heavyweight title to El Samurai. On the day 1995, on the live edition of Monday Night Raw from Danville, Pennsylvania, the official coronation of King Mabel took place. While Shawn Michaels joined Vince McMahon on commentary after the KFAB no show of Jerry the King Lawler. During the main event Intercontinental title match between Jeff Jarrett and Salvio Vega, Vega picked up a DQ win over Jarrett after outside interference from the Roadie. Of course, you know Road Dog Jesse James. Michaels saved Vega from a double team attack from Jarrett and the Roadie and landed a super kick on Jarrett once the show went off the air, setting up their Intercontinental title match In Your House, too. <coughs> On one of the following uh, taped editions, IRS made his final competitive WWF TV appearance after being defeated by Shawn Michaels. On his date in 1999, The Rock defeated the Big Boss Man in a nightstick match at a live WWF house show in Madison Square Garden. Also, the Big Show defeated Triple H. The Acolytes retained the tag team titles against Kane and X-Pac, and Stone Cold Steve Austin retained the WWF title by DQ, over The Undertaker in the main event. On his date in the year 2000, Mick Foley was named as the new WWF Commissioner by Shawn Michaels on WWF Raw from Worcester, Massachusetts. And he immediately set up a triple threat main event to determine the number one contender for the WWF Championship between Triple H, the new King of the Ring, Kurt Angle, and the new WWF Champion, The Rock. In the main event, The Rock was victorious and neither Triple H or The Rock were named the number one contender for the title. On this date in the year 2000, Jeff Jarrett defeated Goldberg, Kevin Nash, and Scott Steiner in a fatal four-way match in the main event of WCW Monday Nitro from Des Moines, Iowa. On this date in 2001, Albert defeated Kane for the Intercontinental title at the SmackDown taping in Madison Square Garden. Also on this date in 2003, WWE announces the release of Hall of Famer Rowdy Roddy Piper. Of course, he wasn't a Hall of Famer yet, but we are just going to go ahead and say that to be respectful. On his date in 2005, Batista retained the world heavyweight title against Triple H in a Hell in a Cell match in the main event of the Vengeance pay-per-view in Las Vegas, Nevada. On this date in 2006, RVD and John Cena fought to a no contest for the WWE, WWE title in the main event of Raw from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Also, Randy Orton picked up a victory over Kane. Umaga defeated Kamala and Mickey James pinned Trish Stratus in the opening match. A couple moments took place here in 2009. First off, Kurt Angle and Sting fought to a no contest in the main event steel cage match at Teen A Impact taping in Orlando. And at ROH Violent Tendencies in Detroit, Michigan, Tyler Black, of course, we know him as Seth Rollins, defeated Jimmy Jacobs in a steel cage match in the main event. Also, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards retained the ROH World Tag Team titles, and AJ Styles was victorious over the Delirious, Joey Ryan, Petey Williams, Rache Rush- Brown, and Sammy Callahan. Excuse me for just one second here, folks, while we... Sorry about that. I'm On to say in 2011, Davey Richards defeated Eddie Edwards for the ROH World Heavyweight Title in the main event of ROH's Best in the World at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. Also on the show, El Generico, who of course we now know as Sami Zayn, defeated Christopher Daniels to win the ROH World TV Title. On his day in 2012, Sheamus retained the World Heavyweight Title against Alberto Del Rio and Dolph Ziggler in the main event of the SmackDown taping from Evansville, Indiana. On a date in 2016, William Ever defeated Marty Skrull for the Progress title in the main event of Progress Chapter 32, 5000 to 1, at the Electric Ballroom in London, England. On a date in 2000, uh, another moment took place in 2016 at the tapings for Lucha Underground, Ultima Lucha Tres Part 4, The Lucha Underground World Championship changed hands twice. First, Prince Puma, who we now know as Ricochet, defeated Johnny Mundo, who, of course, we now know as John Morrison, in a title versus career match. Following this, Puma dropped the title to Pentagon Dark in a loser-leaves-town match. And also on this date in 2017, Sasha Banks wins a run the gauntlet final match over Nia Jackson, becoming the number one contender for the Raw Women's Title on Raw in the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Also, Samoa Joe blindsides and attacks Brock Lesnar ahead of their Universal Championship match at the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. For four uh, birthdays here today, ladies and gentlemen, we first want to wish a very happy. Let me look at this here and make sure I have this right. Yeah. Happy 44th birthday to Mark Jindrak. Also, we want to wish a very happy Happy yeah, happy 47th birthday to Matt Stryker. Also, of course, we want to wish a very happy happy 70th birthday to Larry Sharp. And also, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not, I don't know I think he might have since passed on, but today uh, the legendary Jackie Fargo today turns uh, let's see 91 years old here today. So happy, so happy birthdays once again to Mark Gendrack, Matt Stryker, Larry Sharp, and Jackie Fargo. And there it is your wrestling and wrestling history and birthday report here for today. Also here, folks, let's go ahead and check your pop culture history and birthdays here for today. Let's see if some. Let's check out some interesting moments here, of course, here that took place. Sorry, folks, give us just a few moments here. We're here. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Uh, okay. On this date is 1794, the Battle of Fleurus, major victory by the forces of the First French Republic under General Jean-Baptiste Jourdan over the Coalition Army who, of course, was Great Britain, hand over to the Dutch Republic in Habsburgs. The first use of a Renaissance balloon was, took place here. On a date in 1857, the first 62 recipients are awarded the Victoria Cross for valor in the Crimean War by Queen Victoria. On a date in 1917, the first U.S. troops arrived in France during World War I. On a date in 1945, the United Nations Charter, signed by 50 nations, took place in San Francisco. And on this date in 2016, the Panama Canal's third set of locks opens for commercial traffic, doubling the canal's capacity at an estimated cost of $5.25 billion. Let's take a look at some other ones here, of course, in, uh, in movies and television here. Just a preview on this date in 1925, The Gold Rush, directed, starring, and written by the legendary Charlie Chaplin, is officially released in music here today in, in 1870, which... Are, Richard Wagner's opera of Valkyrie second in his ring cycle premieres in Munich, featuring of course the, mu- the 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 music known as ride of the Valkyries, which of course, I think we all know that is, I believe that's the, the uh, name of the theme that uh, Daniel Bryan uses in WWE, I believe. And today here in sports on the state 2017, the America's cup, the, Emirates Team New Zealand defeats Oracle Team USA, 7-1 in Bermuda. Peter Burling, who was, who was 26, was at the time was the youngest the youngest helmsman ever to, to take part in this. So, very unique there indeed. Uh, on this date, in 1284, according to the Lundberg manuscript, a piper leads 130 children of Hamlin away. Hmm. Uh, some imp- some famous birthdays here today. Happy 51st birthday to Chris O'Donnell. You might remember him from, I believe, one of the, uh, let me see. I want to say it was, I think it was NCIS Los Angeles. I think that's the one. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Also, happy 47th birthday to legendary baseball, the legendary New York Yankee, uh, Derek Jeter. And happy 28th birthday to uh, sing- uh, singing superstar Ariana Grande. Of course, on this day in 1974, the Universal Product Code is scanned for the first time to sell a package of Wrigley's chewing gum at the Marsh Supermarket in Troy, Ohio. Uh, Some infamous uh, weddings and divorces here in the state in 1739. Taxonomist uh, Carolus Linnaeus, who was 32 at the time, marries Sarah Elizabeth Morea. On his day in 1912, United States Secretary of State John Foster Dulles who was 24 at the time, marries Janet Pomeroy Avery at Auburn, New York. And on the date in 1915, poet T.S. Eliot, who was 26 at the time, marries governess Vivian Haywood, who was 27 at the time at Hampstead Register Office in London. Several divorces here. On the date in 1972, NFL quarterback Johnny Unitas, who was 39 at the time, divorces his first wife, Dorothy Huelve, after nearly two decades of marriage. On his date in 1974, actress Elizabeth Taylor's fifth divorce from actor Richard Burton. And on his date in 1975, singer and actress Cher, who was 28 at the time, divorces singer, songwriter, and of course he would go on to serve a term in uh, in Congress before his untimely passing, Sonny Bono. And Sonny Bono at the time was 40 years old. Uh a couple of notable passings here: uh, Roy Campanella passed away on this date, 1993, and legendary clothing designer Liz Claiborne passed away on this date in 2007. Uh, one moment here uh, uh, on this date, 1963, uh, of course, President JFK. This was several months before, sadly, before he was assassinated was renowned for his oratory. It was typified by his uh, electrifying Ich bin ich Berliner speech, which was delivered, of course, like I said, on this day, like I said, in 1963. Now let's go to to some movies and television history and birthdays here. Of course, we did mention 1925, of course. The Gold Rush is released, of course, which was directed, written by, and actually starred the legendary Charlie Chaplin. On a date 1946, the last radio show of Fred Allen takes place, and his guest is the legendary Jack Benny. On a date 1953, KCTV now KLST TV channel 8 in San Angelo, Texas, the CBS affiliate had its first broadcast. On a date 1959, the ninth Berlin International Film Festival, the movie *The Cousins* wins the Golden Bear. On the day nineteen sixty two, WSEC now WLRN TV channel seventeen in Miami, Florida, which is a PBS affiliate, begins their broadcast day. Their, their, their overall broadcasting period, I should say. Sorry about that. On this day nineteen sixty four, the fourteenth Berlin International Film Festival, the movie *Dry Summer* wins the Golden Bear. On this day nineteen seventy one, the twenty first Berlin International Film Festival, the movie *The Garden of the Finzi Continis* wins the Golden Bear. And on this date in 1979, the 11th James Bond movie, Moonraker, which starred, of course, Roger Moore, premieres in London. As we said today, happy 51st birthday to Chris O'Donnell. Some passings on this date. 1948, on this date, Lillian Valise, who was an actress of Filipino descent, who was in Cy Kabukirin, sadly was murdered by former co-star, Nardine and at the age of 24 years old. On a date in 1965, Reginald Beckwith, who was an actor and writer who was known for being in 39 Steps, 39 Steps, and also doctor in love, dies at the age of 56. On a date in 1967, Francois Dorlic, who was an actress of French descent, the sister of Catherine Deneuve, sadly dies in a car accident at the age of 25. And on his date, in 1973, Ernest Truex, who was an actor, of course, from Right Here in America, was known for the movies Fluffy, Scared, His Girl Friday, Pete and Gladys, and Mr. Peepers, passes away at the age of 83. Some weddings here on this date in 1937. Uh, Silent film actress Mary Pickford, of course, Canadian and of Canadian and American descent, who was 45 at the time, marries American actor and band leader Charles Rogers, who was 32 at the time. On the state 1955, actor Jeffrey Holder marries Carmen de Bavallad. On the state 1994, actor Brad, Brandon Cruz, who was 32 at the time, marries Elizabeth Finkelstein, who was 26 at, at the time. On the state 1996, actor Kiefer Sutherland, who was 29 at the time, Mary's model, Elizabeth Kelly Wynn, who was 34. And also on this date in 2010, a wrestling-related uh, moment here, former WWE diva Michelle McCool, who was 30 at the time, Mary's fellow wrestler, the legendary Undertaker, of course, his real name is Mark Calloway, who at the time was 45, but they got married in Houston, Texas. A couple of divorces here, as we said, 1975, of course, shared divorces. Sonny Bono and also 1974 Elizabeth Taylor's fifth divorce and actor Richard Burton. Some music history here folks on the state 1870s we said had Richard Wagner's opera Valkyrie, second in his ring cycle premieres in Munich featuring the music featuring the the work Bride of the Valkyries. On a date 1912, Gustav Mailer's Ninth nice Symphony premieres in Vienna. On a date 1924, Ziegfeld Follies of 1924, featuring Billy Burke and W. C. Fields, opens at the new Entertainment Theater in New York City. On a date 1966, Time for Singing closes at Broadway Theater, in New York City, after 41 performances. On a date 1971, Man of La Mancha closes at Anta Washington Square Theater in New York City after 2,329 performances. Outstanding. On a date in 1973, London production of of the musical Greece premieres. On a date in 1977, Elvis Presley sings in Indianapolis, which is the last performance of his career. It was as you know, two months later, that's when he passed on. And on a state 1979, rocker Nigel Olson runs a stop sign and accidentally crashes and kills a driver. Uh, as we said today, happy 28th birthday to Arya and Ariana Grande. And happy 65th birthday to legendary singer Chris Isaac. So, some passing in music on the state in 1657, Tobias um, Michael, a composer of German descent, passed away at the age of 65. On his date in 1661, Lazaro Valvacensei, an organist and composer of Italian descent, passed away at the age of 76. On his date in 1778, Angelo Antonio Caroli, a composer of Italian descent, passed away at the age of 77. And on his date in 1798, Eugene uh, Godochall, who was a composer, passed away at the age of 56. Forgive me if I mispronounce that name. As we said, of course, 1937, Mary Pickford marries Charles Rogers. I was a 1984 singer. Tiny Tim, who was 52 at the time, marries Miss Jan Owls, who was 23 at the time. They officially divorced in 1995. <clears throat> and, of course, also, if you remember Tiny Tim, uh, years before that, of course, did get married on Johnny Carson's show, if you remember that, too. Uh and on the day in 2010, Mina Suvari, best known for her role in American Beauty, who was 31 at the time, marries concert producer Simone Sacito, who was 25 at the time at Santo Stefano Degi Abisni in Vatican City in Italy. And, of course, at one divorce here, of course, as we said, in 19, 1975, shared divorce to Sonny Bono. And now your sports history and birthdays here for today. On the date in 1899, Wilmington men's tennis, R.F. Doherty wins his third straight Wilmington singles championship, beats Arthur Gore 1 6 4 6 6 3 6 3 6 3. On the state in 1906, Hunger Sizz wins the first Grand Prix, which was, which was in Le Mans, France. On the state in 1910, the U.S. National Championship Women's Tennis at the Philadelphia Country Club, defending champion Hagel Hotchkiss Whiteman. Defeats Louise, Louise Hammond, 6'4", 6'2". On a date in 1911, the U.S. Open men's golf at the Chicago Golf Club. 19-year-old John McDermott becomes the first American-born champion, wins in a playoff with Mike Brady and George Simpson. On a date in 1916, the Cleveland Indians experiment with numbers on their jerseys. Of course, this was in one game. <sighs> on a date in 1925, British Open men's golf at the Preswick Golf Club. English-born American Jim Barnes captures his only open title. One-stroke ahead of runners-up Ted Ray and Archie, Archie Compton. On-state 1935, Surrey's former England Test cricket batsman Andy Sandman scores his 100th first-class century 103 versus Hampshire at Basingstoke. On-state 1937, Test cricket debut of Lynn Hutton versus New Zealand at Lords Scores 0 and 1. Uh, some birthdays here of course and sports uh, as, uh, today ladies and gentlemen uh, let's see here today would have been the 126th birthday of George Haynesworth. I uh, believe he was, looked like he was a, I believe he might have been a jockey or he may have been a baseball player. I'm not sure. He passed away in 1950. And also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, today, happy. we wish a happy 47th birthday today to legendary New York Yankee, of course, uh, baseball great Derek Jeter.
0: <clears throat>
1: Some passings here. Like I said, Roy Campanella passed away on this date in 1993. And legendary foot, uh, football player, Don Hudson, passed away on this date in 1997. Some notable weddings here. As we said, 1972, Johnny Unitas marries his second wife, Sandra Lemon. On this 1961, NFL middle linebacker, Ray Neach, who was 24 at the time, marries Jackie Forchette. Forchette, sorry. Also on this date, 1993, NHL scoring champion, Mario Lemieux, who was 27 at the time, Marries his longtime girlfriend, Natalie Salen, at Notre Dame Basilica in Canada. And also, uh, speaking of Johnny Unitas, on his date, 1972 NFL quarterback, uh, Johnny Unitas divorces his first wife, Dorothy Howell, after nearly, like we said, two decades of marriage. So, so folks, there you have it there with your uh, pop wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports. Here, of course, today. <coughs> uh, let's give you this one more time. It is 6 20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh 1605 562 444 Caller ID 141364 pounds is episode two hundred and sixty-five of WWS Power Hour. This is Saturday, June 26, 2021. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, of course, here on the line with you. Resting panel way too tough to handle. Of course, been start, start been taking it easy. Of course, during the start of the weekend here. Also, of course, I'm sure they'll be be keeping their eyes open tonight on TNT, as of course there will be a special Saturday edition of AEW Dynamite before they return directly back to their Wednesday night time slot uh, coming up to, coming of course this coming week. Uh, <clears throat> Of course, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of which here, let's go ahead here and uh, we'll go ahead and point out here and um, be sure to also, as always, speaking of our history and birthday reports, be sure to always check out WWS Fan Empire, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Appreciation for the latest for any additional wrestling history and birthdays. And also WCWUS Entertainment Cavalcade, uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWUS Entertainment for any uh, additional pop culture, history, and birthdays. Of course, all that being provided here to us by the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, who, of course, does bring that to our attention here every single night, of course, on um, every single Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday night on Revolution, and every Thursday night on NWO Wolfpack. Of course, adds on to what John brings us to the table, of course, as well. So we thank them both. We'll provide that here as we always look at, of course, what happened in history throughout the world of wrestling and also pop culture. Speaking of our the shows this week, uh, of course, obviously, there was a lot to talk about here. Of course, stemming, all, stemming from what took place Sunday, uh, this past Sunday at WWE's Hell in a Cell event. Uh, there were some mixed reactions, of course, obviously, to this event. Um, obviously, it was not really w- some in some people's eyes, it was not really w- well received. Of course, with the fact that one of the matches that was scheduled to take place this past Sunday, that uh, took place two days earlier, on the SmackDown before Hell in a Cell. Uh, of course, obviously, you know that was the Universal Title Hell in a Cell match between Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio. Obviously, we found out later, courtesy of Mania. I did read this on WWS this morning. This past Sunday morning, uh, it was determined that it was a Vince McMahon call, and the reason being was Vince McMahon felt that SmackDown was not getting a whole lot of exposure. It may have, of course, also been probably had something to do with the fact that AEW was also was also, of course, uh, was on not during the same time, but it was on the same night, and they and obviously, of course. Vince felt that, like I said, something had to be done. So, uh, so obviously, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he just he just felt that that right there might kind of boost the, the ratings for SmackDown. And in some people's eyes, I'm sure it did, but I'm sure other and then, but in other cases, it didn't. That did not seem did not really seem that way t- at all. But but of course, obviously, the premiere. Hell in a Cell match for SmackDown obviously became the women's title match between Bianca Belair and Bayley. Of course, like I said, a lot lot, lot of people, of course, did not really receive these, a lot of these matches here at at all. Uh, Of course, two more were added, I guess, probably to make up for that time because the Universal title match was not happening. Of course, obviously, Miss Bliss and, well, you know, Bliss and Blazer, Bliss and Baser was already going on. Um, the two matcha- matches that were added on was obviously Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and also Cesaro taking on Seth Rollins. Of course, obviously the WWE title Hell in a Cell match took place. Obviously, of course, the mat- uh, the Raw women's title match with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte took place. Um, the, of course, a pre show match was added on this past Sunday. Uh, it was a ladies' match between one half of the women's tag team champions Natalya and also Mandy Rose. Uh, so, to to me, in my personal opinion, this show was not really well received. Like it like it would, like we figured it would be. It just did not have that same effect. So. Nevertheless, here, folks, uh, a lot of people did give it, did give some of the matches, of course, at this event, you know, uh, a a couple of, a couple of thumbs up here and there, but obviously, of course, here, folks, it was not, uh, it was obviously, of course, like I said, not to be, um, and of course, Raw and SmackDown, of course, after Hell in Sail, uh, there was not really a whole lot of difference as to what for these shows after the pay-per-view as it was before the pay-per-view. So, um, of course, obviously, some, a lot of releases took place here, especially yesterday. Some that were announced was including uh, the, both members of Breezango, Tyler Breeze, and Fandango. Uh Aria Davari and Tony Leese was a was a couple more. Um, there was some talk that possibly Bruce Pritchard, one of the writers that we, of course, obviously, of course, are not crazy about here in the radio network, but but of course, obviously, of course, obviously, of course, he was let go, and it almost seemed like that maybe Vince McMahon might not been the only one that probably made this call. Obviously, of course, the current WWE president Nick Khan, who's actually been in has actually been been at the height of a lot of, a lot of big time stuff here lately. Uh, possibly also may have had a hand in it as well, um, which of course leads leads a lot of people to believe that at some point down the road the company is probably going to probably go under here very very soon, if something is not done try to improve things. Uh, um, never never nevertheless here, folks, it just seems like it just seems like a just a a very, a very poor, uh, a very, very poor situation here. And, of course, everyone here did have a lot to say here this week, including myself, the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. Also, of course, the Soul Man, Justin Williams-Fleming. Uh, uh, we did hear from the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, of course, a couple of times this week, including last night. Uh, but nevertheless, here, of course, all of us pretty much was, uh, Kind of, kind of gave a little bit. Uh, kind of, probably gave, gave the deuce here, of course, to uh, obviously what happened on NXT this past Tuesday. With, of course, seeing, things seem to be looking up there, because obviously the fact that Samoa Joe is back is back in WWE, of course, working as William Regal's enforcer, and obviously, and obviously, of course. <sighs> We'll just have to see where it all, of course, will go from there. But ne- but nevertheless, here, folks, it's just been, WWE has pretty much been on its ear for a very long time. And Vince McMahon, of course, is going to continue to drive it, drive his own company down that way until eventually, like I said, it's all going to pretty much wither and die. So, and the Peacock thing, I'm sure, is not helping matters. Um, and, and, of course, like I said, USA and Fox, of course, have been not too pleased. Is what vince and WWE been doing a whole lot here lately too so so obviously here folks your guess is as good as mine as to how all this is going to unfold of course our prediction title challenge and all that was truly unique here of course as this as this course throughout the week here we did have our daily permits involving everyone involved that was involved in the Hell in the sale prediction title challenge and of course, and of course, like I said, each day, of course, everyone had an opportunity to vote for who they think, like I said, should move on here to have an opportunity to win the NXT US Million Dollar Championship. And of course, obviously, it all came down, of course, here as uh, we posted this Thursday night after Wolfpack was the triple threat match here. Of course, the final three folks came down to the Human Superplex Machine, John Gross, Crystal Sharp, Palser. And also Maddie Click. But in the long run, ladies and gentlemen, the human suplex machine, John Gross, did, did of course, get by Chris and Maddie to become the brand new NXT US Million Dollar Champion. And now, ladies and gentlemen, starting here tonight and going through and going through, of course, next and <clears throat> going through, of course, here next week. What we are going to do here, this is going to be we're going to do this one a little bit longer than we did the tournament itself here just this, this past week is that we are going to of course post all these we're going to post all the matches here of course once again it's going to involve everyone that was involved in the hell and Cell prediction title challenge and of course obviously the winner of, obviously of course like I said the winners of those triple threat matches so this is where this is like I said so that way everyone will have that opportunity to of course be a part of uh, to be a part of this. The winner, the winners of those of those prediction title, the winners of those matches will be placed into a big time battle royal. Of course here I will announce that of course next Friday on Revolution, which believe the episode number 1010, I believe. And the and the and the and, the, and of course obviously the and of course obviously the winner of of that battle royal will become the new number one contender to the Million Dollar Championship, and will be awarded on the spot a match against John for the NXT US Million Dollar title. Speaking of which, of course, ladies and gentlemen, once again, an update here concerning a match that we have been talking about trying to do ever since the 1000th episode of Revolution. Obviously, we have had to, of course, call it off on a couple of occasions due to several conflicts involving both competitors. Uh, Again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to say that once again, we had another situation come up. And unfortunately, we were not able to get that show off to to have that match again. Of course, I'm referring to the match for the WCWS Revolution Championship between the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, and the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Um, MLD did have, of course, a personal situation she had to take care of. So unfortunately, we were unable to have that match. But she has, she has said, and this time, that we will, of course, have this match this coming Saturday. Uh, of course, it will be a special edition of WCWS Wrestling Championship Challenge, like, like we've had scheduled. And will be, of course, at 2 o'clock next Saturday, which I do believe it will be the first Saturday of July. Uh, let me see. Um Let's see. I will have to go. I'll have to go back and look at my dates here. So, but we'll. Uh, but like I said, it'll be like I said a week from this Saturday, a week from today actually. Then we'll have it. So let's let's look at that now uh, and let you know here. It'll be it'll be Saturday, July the third. It'll be Saturday, July third. We will have that match. Of course, they're at two o'clock. Of course, Another it will be another edition of WCWS Wrestling Championship Challenge, as we said. The the, the stipulation and everything has not changed, and of course the the title belt being defended has not changed. It will be of course a wrestling jeopardy matchup. Of course, the Iceman, Man D. Jarama will be defending the Revolution Championship, as we said, against the Black and Michelle Dots. So we'll keep you ahead. We'll keep you ahead of the game, of course, here on that. Uh, and, of course, it will come right before, of course, WSWS Power Hour, of course, coming up next Saturday evening afternoon, of course, at 2 o'clock. Uh, but other, other than that, of course, uh, uh, we had a, a, we a big-time week here, of course, a big-time talk here from everyone. Uh, like I said, JD, John, Justin, Fonzie, uh, we all had, like I said, we had a lot of stuff to say about everything that took place here in wrestling, of course. Obviously we did of course hype up the loss of stuff about rank of honor. We did hype up the loss of stuff about impact. Uh, of course, like I said, those are two of the companies, of course, other than New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW and of course the NWA that's that's knocking on W's door right now to try to of course almost want to knock down that door and get it and get get that top spot away from Vince McMahon and WWE. Vince is doing everything he possibly can to make sure also that doesn't happen, but of course, obviously, sometime down the road here, that's eventually going to possibly, uh, that's obviously going to possibly be going down here big time. So we'll have to wait and see what all will happen here, folks. But like I said, other than that, it was a very eventful night, very, very eventful week here. Of course, here in the radio network, and we look forward to having another big time week as we, of course, approach, of course, next, next, but this. With not tomorrow, but next Sunday being, of course, the 4th of July. And we'll, of course, have a big old time here, of course, of a lot of our stuff here, of course, coming up here to the subway to, to go through the next several days of June and into the beginning of July. So, 1-605-562-0444, Colorado D 141-364-POUND. This is episode 265 of WWS Power Hour. This is Saturday, June 26, 2021. Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw here, of course, once again coming at you from WWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, of course, the rest of the panel, we to got the handle, of course, taking it easy here, of course, I'm to getting myself psyched up and prepped for tonight's edition of AEW Dynamite, special edition of AEW Dynamite, which we do know, of course, several matches here, including, of course, uh, Doctor, D- the the current AEW Women's Champion, Doctor. Brit, I should have stated, Dennis Baker, and teaming up with, of course, um, of course she says her name is Rebel, not Reba, but I think it's the other way around, I think her real name is Reba, not Rebel, uh, we will go up against a team of Nala Rose and her manager, Vicky Guerrero, so it's a very rare treat to see Vicky Guerrero in the ring. Also, another match, of course, that we, that we do know about is that the AEW Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks, will be in a non-title match against a team of Penta, El Zero, Medeo, and Eddie Kingston. And, if, and the stipulation here is, of course, would be in the favor of Penta and Eddie Kingston. If they defeat the Bucks tonight, then sometime, I don't know when exactly this will happen, but sometime down the road here, they will get a shot at the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team titles. And, of course, the big one here, I believe this is stemming from the last pay-per-view that we had, Jungle Boy will finally have his opportunity to go after Kenny Omega for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. So and I've said many, many times here, of course, that a lot of people may probably want to expect Kenny Omega to figure out find a way to, to hold on to that belt at any cost, especially of course as he cannot do it on his own. Um he's probably gonna have help. I'm sure Don Callis is going to be one of those guys. The Bucks probably gonna be be there, I'm sure uh Nakazawa is probably going to be another one. I'm sure. I think Brandon Cutler is possibly another one. Uh, let me see. Uh, the Good Brothers may even show up and try to do something. I don't know. But nevertheless, here, folks, Kenny Omega will find a way here because obviously it's been determined now, just like with Roman Reigns here lately, he cannot he cannot win anything on his own. So, uh, so he's going to probably look look for some help here of course here in this respect so nevertheless here but 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 never but nevertheless here nevertheless here is of course nevertheless it's going to to be a good match here and jungle boy is going to give kenny omega a big time run and kenny omega one of these days will probably be at the to admit, a jungle boy like uh, I a very unique competitor, and I think he's going to really, that Kenny's not going to leave there unscathed. That's all I've got to say about that. So but uh, we'll wait and see about what will happen here tonight on Special Edition Dynamite. But don't forget also tomorrow morning, ladies and gentlemen, starting at 8 a.m., our next edition of WWS this morning, 805-8613-POUND. <clears throat> of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will be giving you, of course, tomorrow's uh, wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. We will also, of course, run down what will take place in the radio network this coming week. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll give you some more wrestling news tidbits courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. So be sure to, of course, listen in on, if you like, on uh, tomorrow morning's edition of WWS. This Morning. Coming up here, of course, at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, caller ID 805 8613 Pound. And of course, we'll definitely, of course, on the pay-per-view prediction center page. We will, of course, at least sometime this evening, we will, of course, have we will we will of course have those uh, triple threat matches up to determine who will be of course in line for a future opportunity at the human suplex machine John Gross for the NXT US million dollar title. And we'll keep you informed about all that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's speaking of some rest of the tidbits. Let us proceed to 411mania.com and see if they have anything, of course, on the agenda here. Uh, <clears throat> any news that has, of course, come in between late last night and, some, and during the day today. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Uh, We do also, of course, thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS radio network, for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in in addition to right here on Power Hour, don't forget on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, as well as WWS this morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also Sports Machine. And hopefully, of course, about 2021, we can get our other shows up and going here. We hope to, of course, incorporate 411 Mania, of course, in some respects here or there. You know, even, of course, reviewing several stories here that might uh, be of some interest here. We definitely would like to, we'll definitely, of course, be letting you know about all that. Our first story coming out here today. Uh, Joseph Lee just posted this today as Trent. I believe that was Trent Beretta in WWE for a while. Reveals that recently, he recently had neck fusion surgery. In a post on Instagram, Trent of the Best Friends revealed they had neck fusion surgery recently. Trent hasn't been in action since April 21st when he faced Penta L0M on AEW Dynamite. Trent just came back from an injury in March after four months away due to a partially torn tectorial muscle. At this time, it's unknown how long he will be out of action. And of course, uh, you check out his Instagram account, which is under Trenty Logs. Uh, which he pretty much said in in, in that uh, neck fusion surgery went well. So, so we we'll hope to hear from him, of course, here very very soon here indeed. And of course, speedy recovery, of course, here as well, so he can get back in the ring. Joseph Lee posted this story as All Japan Pro Wrestling Champions Night. We have the results of that. As we also, and of course, one of them is that we have a new Triple Crown champion. All Japan Pro Wrestling held the Champions Night event this morning from the Oda City General G- Gymnasium in Tokyo. Here are some of the results Jun Saido defeated Rei Saido. Suji and Tashihito Takiawa defeated Next, Next Stream, who was Ad- Asuki Aogi Ayo- Ayo- and Rising Hayoto, and also and. and and also evolution in the form of Dan, Tamura and Hikaru Sato, Masha, Masha Iko Taisuji, Masa, Masanobu, Masanobu Huchi, Ryuji Hajikata, and Shiro Konshaka defeated Chikara, Osamu Nishimura, Shinsuke Na, 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 Nakano, and Sushi. The HAPW Television six-man tag team titles, Total Eclipse, who was Hokuto Amori, Sajiri, and Yusuke Kodama defeated Black R- R- Renzarei, Carbel Ido, and Tayeko Omori, who were the champions, of course, to win the belts. Tolu Eclipse in the form of Koji Doi and Kuma Arashi defeated Ryuki Honda and Shotaro Ashino. Strong Heart with Seema L. Lindemann, Issei Onesuka, and T-Hawk, Defeated Purple Haze, who was who Aizenagi, was A- Sh- Sh- Shigehiro Iri, Yutomero, and Zeus. Yoshitatsu defeated, I don't know if it was the same Yoshitatsu that was in WWE, but defeated Yosuke Nishijima. Geora TV title, Tsuji Ishikawa defeated Yu- Yuko Miyamoto. Of course, he retained that. belt. AJPW World Junior heavyweight title. Akira Francisco defeated the champion Koji Awamoto to win the belt. And the Triple Crown Championship Tomo Battle Match, Jake Lee defeated Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi to win the vacant belt. Of course, uh, a Twitter user by the name of Jesse at Sister Jesse posted this. Jake is Triple Crown Champion. He has finally reached the top. Hashtag AJPW. And a lot of the rest of it is in Japanese, so I'm not really not able to kind of bring
0: that here, too.
1: Joseph Lee posted this story today as the original uh, competitor known as Sexy Star was h- hospitalized for emergency surgery in Guatemala. PW Insider reports that the original Sexy Star Jose Garcia has been hospitalized after having emergency surgery for appendicitis last night in Guatemala. She was set to wrestle for Robles Promotions, but was taken to the hospital after severe abdominal pain. She will stay there for several weeks to recover from the operation. Triple A currently as another wrestler playing 60 star played by Hia D. Gadrabella after Garcia played the role of Lucha Underground in AAA in the past. So, a speedy recovery for Miss Dulce Garcia, the original sexy star. Our next uh, story here: Joseph Lee posted this today. Discovery Channel hype starts hyping up their Shark Week, also featuring a program involving Drew McIntyre. As far as many previously reported, Drew McIntyre will make an appearance on the Discovery Plus special Shark Rumble during Shark Week on July 11th. Discovery sent out a press release hyping up Shark Week, including the Shark Rumble special, as well as full details on all programming. Discovery Channel Shark Week 2021 spins off with Jawsome lineup, featuring more hours of Shark programming than ever before. The Shark stars of Shark Week will be joined by celebrity co-stars of athletes, including Tiffany Haddish, Brad Paisley, J.B. Smooth, William Shatner, Eli Roth, the cast of Jack AWS, Noah Schnapp, Robert Irwin, Ian Ziering, Tara Reid, Dr. Sandra Lee, Josh Gates, Snoop Dogg, Mark Rober, Chris Rose, David Dobrik, and Kenja Phillips. This was in Los Angeles. Shark Week television's Shark Week television's longest-running and most anticipated summer event returned for its 33rd year with bigger sharks and record-breaking breaches on Sunday, July 11th, and continues through Sunday, July 18th. With 45 hours of shark programming the most hours of programming in Shark Week history, Shark Week 2021 will take viewers to new locations to study and record record new shark behaviors that have never been seen on camera before. Leading up to Shark Week, Discovery and Discovery Plus will celebrate sharks all month long with a shark movie festival across both platforms, including the Sharknado series. Also, the movie Mega Shark vs. Octopus, Mega Shark vs. Mecha Shark, Two Head Shark Attack, Three Headed Shark Attack, which will be available July 1st on Discovery. Plus, Jaws will air July 10th at 8 Eastern on Discovery. In addition, pre premieres of Shark Week shows Return to Headstone Hell, Mega Predators of Oz, and Return to Shark Vortex will be available exclusively July 1st on Discovery. Plus, Shark Week 2021 will feature two documentaries, top documentaries. Available exclusively on Discovery Plus, the powerful and comedy documentary from Eli Roth entitled Finn will premiere Thursday, July 13th. And, and Finn, Roth and a professional group of scientists, researchers, and activists sail around the globe to unveil the truth behind the death of millions of sharks, exposing the criminal enterprise that impacting the extension of the misunderstood creatures. Finn features work from photographer Michael Mueller and the support of organizations such as Oceana, Sea Shepherd, and Wild Aid. Oscar winner Leonardo DiCaprio executive produces the film along with actor, producer, and shark activist Nia Dobrev and president of Liongate nonfiction television and Pilgrim CEO and chair Craig Pilligan. Envoy shark cull preparing July 1st narrated by Eric Bana follows the biggest names in ocean conservation as they reveal the importance of sharks in our oceans while uncovering the largest marine coal in history. In addition, The first ever Shark Series, Shark Academy, will premiere Sunday, July 11th on Discovery+. And Shark-themed episodes of Josh Gates Tonight will return Sunday, July 11th to highlight and explore some of the most exciting, shocking, and fantastic moments from Shark Week 2021. Discovery Channel continues to be the preeminent destination for shark programming and works with nearly two dozen of the world's most respected marine biologists and science institutions. Shark Week 2021 will once again deliver incredible, brand new, innovative <clears throat> uh, let's see, um, shark research and compelling insight on some of the most remarkable shark species in the world, including the first in, in utero tag and a pregnant tiger shark, a potential new great white mating behavior, and the discovery of an elusive puppy ground recording shark behaviors that have never been seen on camera before. Shark Week 2021 will take viewers to new locations to study new shark behaviors, including bull shark hunting patterns and new heights, capturing the highest breach ever recorded. As Discovery celebrates these brilliant creatures, check out Shark Week 2021's incredible programming schedule below. Uh, of course, all shows airing on Discovery will also be available on Discovery Plus. Of course, as we said, Shark with David Dobrik streaming Sunday, July 11th. We won't go into any more details. Crockey and Shark Week airing Sunday, July 11th at 8 o'clock. Of course, the son of the crocodile hunter, Robert Earl, will be involved in that. Of course, Timothy Haddish does Shark Week, also airing on Sunday, July 11th at 9. Jack AWS, Shark Week special airing Sunday, July 11th at 10. <clears throat> uh, let's see here, Stranger Sharks stream Monday, July 12th. Mark Wilbur and Noah Schnapp from Stranger Things will be, of course, uh, will be, of course, part of part of that. Uh, Air Jaws going for gold will air Monday, July 12th at eight o'clock. Jaws Jaws Awakens Thread versus Slash airing Monday, July 12th at nine. Expedition Unknown Shark Trek airing Monday, July 12th at 10. Of course, this is where jo- and this is where William Shatner comes in. Of course, Josh G- Gates will be, of course, part with that. Um, Greg White comeback, of course, would be streaming July thirteenth on Discovery Plus. <clears throat> uh, Mother Sharker Aaron, Jer- Tuesday, July thirteenth at eight o'clock. Brad Paisley Shark Country, uh, Tuesday, July thirteenth at nine. Uh, G- Brad Paisley. And comedian J.B. Smoove, of course, will be involved in that one. The spawn of El Diablo, uh, Aaron t- thir- Tuesday, July thirteenth, uh, will be involved in that. Also, uh, Tiger Queens uh, streaming Wednesday, July fourteenth, on Discovery Plus. Uh, let's see, yeah, uh, Mecha Shark, uh, Aaron Wednesday, July fourteenth, at eight. The Real Sharknado, Aaron Wednesday, July fourteenth, at nine return the Lair of the great white uh, Aaron Wednesday July 14th at 10 raging bull screaming Thursday July 15th uh, actually dr. Sandra Lee best up for that show dr. pimple popper uh, will be a, will be uh, doing one on Thursday July 15th at 8 o'clock uh, 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 Shark Adelic Summer 2 airing Thursday, July 15th at 9. Uh, Snoop Dogg will be a part of that. Mega Jaws of Bird Island airing Thursday, July 15th will, of course, be on part of there as well. Uh, let's see here. Um, extinct or Alive Jaws of Alaska streaming Friday, July 16th on Discovery Plus. Ninja Sharks Mutants Rising. Uh, Aaron Friday, July sixteenth at eight o'clock. Obviously, uh, of course, I, obviously, of course, this is going to take place several places, including the icy waters of Alaska, off populated beaches of New York, and lurking in ghostly shipwrecks off the coast of North Carolina. So, not too far from not not just off the coast of where I, the state where I live at, of course. Monster sharks of Andros Island. airing Friday, July sixteenth at nine. Mystery of the Black Demon Shark, uh, Aaron, Friday, July 16th at 10 p.m. I Was Prey, Terrors of the Deep 2, Aaron, Friday, July 16th. Rogue Tiger Shark to Hunt for the Laguertha, Saturday, July 17th on Discovery+. Plus. Uh, let's see. Return to Shark Vortex, Aaron, Saturday, July 17th at 8 Central, at 8, 8, 8 Eastern. Shark Week Best in Show airing Saturday, July 17th at 9. I Was Pray Shark Week 2021 uh, air Saturday, July 17th at 10. The Great uh, Hammerhead Stakeout Sunday, July 18th on Discovery Plus. Uh, Shark Academy streaming Sunday, July 11th on Discovery Plus. Airing Sunday, July 18th on Discovery Channel, I believe, at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, shark week, of uh, Chrissy Shark Week uh, has been long and celebrated. Celebrated summer trending topic And this year. New partnerships and content offerings will deliver a 360 multi platform experience uncovering the latest shark discoveries and trending shark topics from around the globe. <clears throat> On Discovery's TikTok, uh, fans will be able to live stream exclusive immersive experiences from Shark Week stars to get behind the scenes look at part of TikTok's Instructively Celebrated program. Discovery and Science Channel's account will serve daily educational content about sharks and the importance of their conservation for our ocean's ecosystem. Shark Rumble, an original mid-form episode of Discovery and a t- t- TikTok live stream. Uh, WWE superstar Drew McIntyre teams up with Shark Week to host and marine biologist Luke Tipple. Audiences will see what happens when a former WWE champion has his first close encounter with sharks in one of the world's largest single, single aquatic exhibits at the Georgia Aquarium. Luke Temple returns to host a Daily bite, a Discovery Plus original uh, mid-form series with a companion podcast that takes fans behind the scenes with the stars of Shark Week. While fans for Shark Week are waiting for Shark Week to begin, they can access a voice skill on Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home devices. Bob the Shark, at Bob the Shark on Twitter, is sharing Shark Facts and Punny jokes to celebrate Shark Week. Of course, um, you just set. You just tell it to say "Open Shark Week" or "Hey Google, talk talk to Shark Week um, to learn more." During Shark Week's primetime programming, Bob the Shark will also host the Jaw Series, an award, the Jaw, yeah, the award show, like right. <clears throat> uh, an award show like no other that will give fans the opportunity to vote on their favorites. Sorry about that. I'm and their favorite classic Shark Week moments. This is every Shark Week superfan's chance to win a limited edition T-shirt featuring Bob himself. To kick off the Jolson Vibes, Discovery is giving pen a chance to win a Shark Dive for two from Islander Charters, a $10,000 cash prize, and more fantastic prizes. Enter daily now through August 2nd at discovery.com forward slash Shark Week sweepstakes. Fans, can dive can dive into all things Shark Week at SharkWeek.com. From bonus video to amazing shark photography and more, check out our GIPHY page for fun stickers and GIFs for some fantastic flair. Catch up on classic episodes by downloading Discovery Plus. Join the conversation on social media by using the hashtag Shark Week and follow Shark Week on Facebook, Instagram, and also Twitter. Folks, there's a whole lot more about it right here, uh, but be sure to, of course, check that out. As we said, Drew McIntyre will be, of course, involved in in one of the uh, in one of in one of the uh, uh, Shark Week programs. So be sure to check that out. There, indeed. Our next story here comes to us from Joseph Lee as Ariane Andrew. Of course, as you know, was Cameron in the WWE says the WWE Women's Division is missing underdogs. In an interview with Wrestling Inc., Arianne Andrew, of course, formerly known as Cameron in WWE, spoke about what the company's current women's division is missing. She said, I think Naomi would knock it out of the park too. I never want to bash a place. It gave me such an amazing opportunity to be where I'm at now. But I do think the thing that is lacking at the moment in the women's division is that they went so far left with creating a revolution to have women who are bad AAAS, which I think is great. They're giving them an opportunity in main events. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I mean, that's history. When, when have we ever seen two African American women? And I'm not a person to make things about race to have that WrestleMania moment. That was major. What was, but what was missing in the women's division is if you start seeing the same thing, I don't care how talented someone is, that person is used to being the underdog As not elevated. You start to almost become upset because you want to see the next underdog. You want to see the next person. You get that opportunity What I've learned as a fan from watching wrestling is you want the underdog to prevail. That's why people watch wrestling because it's an average person. It's an average person who isn't rich, doesn't have these amazing things in life. Now, look at someone who's an underdog. It's like you're looking at yourself and you're like, damn, darn. I want that person to have that because it feels like that's me. Let's take away race. Of course, African-American, white man, woman doesn't matter. I feel like what wrestling does It tells person watching F race, F color, F gender is about saying is that if that person can do it, so I. And I think what is missing at this moment is that you keep seeing the same crap over and over. Eventually, you're like, I want the next underdog. Think about when Zack Ryder, think about that moment when everyone's like, what the F? I feel like what the WWE is missing right now is a what the F moment. I'm sure WWE probably may not agree with that, but I don't know. But pretty much, you know, I will have to agree with, of course, like I said, Miss Andrew, who was known as Cameron. Uh, of course, obviously, I have to wait and see, of course, what will happen. Joseph Lee posted this story uh, as there was a note on plans for Arturo, Arturo Ruas and Marina Shafir before their WWE release. As 411 Mania reported yesterday, WWE released several times from the company, including Breezango. Everize, Killian Dane, and others. Pablo Select has the details on some of the creative plans for Arturo Ruas and Marina Shafir, who were also released. The Diamond Mine has been planned for months, and the group debuted on last Tuesday's NXT between Roderick Strong, Tyler Rust, and Hideki Suzuki, with Malcolm Bivens as the manager. According to the report, Ruas and Shafir were also said to be included at one point. Ross was was set for the group until mid June. I was informed a few days before their debut that plans changed. Shapiro was also set set to be a female enforcer for the group, and they on the roster believed that it was still going to happen at a later time. So there was a lot of plans here, but apparently, thanks to Vince McMahon and Nick Khan, they actually put them pretty much put all those plans on the back burner because they had to do what they felt was what they felt was, in their term, best for business. Joseph Lee posted this story here today as New Japan Pro Wrestling's Kazuna Road Night 8 results. Los and Goren both did Japan win the main event. New Japan Pro Wrestling held Night 8 of their Kazuna Road tour this morning at Sendai Sun Plaza Hall in Sendai Miyagi, Japan. Here are the results, of course, courtesy of Fightful. Tiger Mask and Toma Aki Hamna defeated Yota Suji and Yuya Yamira. Bullet Club in the form of El Phantasmo, Jado, and Tajiri Ishimori. Defeated Suzuki Gun, who was Duki, Dukai, I'm sorry, would say Dukai, Tai Chi and Zack Saber Jr. Chaos, who was Kazuchika Okada, Sho and Toro Yano, defeated Bullet Club, who was Dick Kogo, Evil and Yojiro Takahashi. Chaos, who was Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, Yoi and Yoshihashi, defeated Ten Koji, who was Hiroshi Tenzan and Sotoji Kojima, also the team of Master Wado and Yuji Nagata. And Los Ingormables de Japan, who was Bushi Sanada, Shingo Tatagi, and Tetsuya Naido, defeat Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kodai Bushi, Rasuki Taguchi, and Togi Makabe. And we'll go past seven o'clock, seven o'clock hour here, folks. Our next story here, folks, comes to us from Jeffrey Harris today, as there's a backstage note on a dark match that took place during last night's SmackDown taping. As previously reported, Scarlett and Shanti Blackheart worked a, a dark match at last night's WWE SmackDown tapings. PW Insider has some more details on the dark match. According to the report, there was word backstage that both Scarlett and Blackheart will be working to get it next week's Raw TV taping, likely to work a match on WWE main event and Cross also reportedly worked a dark match at last night's TV taping against Slapjack. Of course, from uh, uh, that was a part of the group Retribution, if you remember that. Okay. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here as a backstage note on WWE, WWE releasing Tyler Breeze and Fandango and why they were sent to NXT. As previously reported, Tyler Breeze of Pandango, formerly of course the tag team of Breezango, were released yesterday by WWE. More recently, they had just been a part of NXT, where they also held the NXT tag team titles. Dave Meltzer commented on Breezango's tenure in NXT ahead of their releases this week on today's Wrestling Observer Radio. According to Meltzer, Breezango's primary purpose on NXT was to serve as experienced veterans to work with the younger guys along with being bigger names who had worked on the main roster to help NXT compete with AEW Dynamite in the TV ratings. However, Meltzer noted that a, no, that no longer a factor as NXT ultimately moved to Tuesday nights away from Dynamite earlier this year. WWE reportedly had the mindset of sending guys to NXT who have been on real TV, and NXT would be able to beat AEW in the quarter-hour segments. Of course, obviously they have not done so. However, Fandango and Breeze apparently didn't turn into significant rating draws for NXT. Melzer went on to say this is also why other big bigger stars would go down to NXT to help with ratings, such as Finn Balor or Charlotte Flair. So, so obviously that was that was very, very, that was very, very sad, of course, here indeed. Uh, Jeffrey Harris posted this story right here. As there's some backstage notes on this week's WWE releases, also movement for younger and bigger talents. As previously reported, yesterday saw multiple WWE releases from across talent rosters. Yesterday's releases included Fandango, Tyler Breeze, Tony Neese, Aria Davari, Ever Rise, Rizongo, Marina Shapir, The Bollywood Boys, and more. Dave Meltzer shared more details on the talent releases and backstage mindset on today's edition of Wrestling Observer Radio. According to Meltzer, there's a movement within the company right now to bring in younger and bigger guys, specifically WWE officials looking, looking for talents who are age 26 and under and over 220 pounds. Additionally, Meltzer noted that most of the guys WWE released yesterday were older and talents the company didn't plan on using. So the prototype of the people WWE was looking to release were wrestlers in their late 30s who were never going to be on the main roster. Meltzer also noted that Vince McMahon had a habit of looking for bigger guys when business isn't doing as well. FIFL Select reported that company president Nick Kahn was willing to take the heat over yesterday's release. Also, he said to have been unconcerned about plans or projects for the release talent who, who they might be married to or how long they've been, they've been there or other factors. So so apparently Nick Khan, of course, is obviously one of those that started blowing his lips to Vincent Man's on Keystone too. So Joseph Lee posted this story here from yesterday as CM Punk uh, posted this po- CM Punk took part in a QA involving Bailey. And also Bailey wants to take on AJ Lee. Bailey had a Q&A on Twitter yesterday and got a question from none other than former WWE champion CM Punk. Punk asked her who she liked to wrestle from his house, and she chose AJ Lee, the winner taking their dog Larry for a walk. He wrote, hashtag Dear Bailey, if you could wrestle one person who lives in my house, who would it be? Bailey replied, ah, my precious heart couldn't leave you all hanging, so I pick a random to answer. As CM Punk will look at coincidence, I would choose at the AJ Mendez going to get to take cute man Larry on a wall. Punk later deleted his post, but there's a screenshot, of course, right here. Uh, 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 and of course, like I said, Punk deleted the, deleted the uh, Twitter user Davian, Davian Clark at Davian Clark 96 uh, posted this uh, two days ago. Uh, a, a Twitter, a, a picture on uh, a tweet involved with a, with a picture on it. So if you want to take a look at that, you can pull it up right here off of this page. Joseph Lee posted this story yesterday as some more WWE news came out as an update on Jeff Hardy getting the song No More Words Back. Also, new WWE shop merchandise and new WWE programs have been officially added to Peacock. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported Jeff Hardy will finally get his No More Words theme song back next month. Hardy had mentioned that he wanted to start using it again, but that WWE was waiting for the return of live crowds. Fans will return starting with SmackDown in Houston on July 16th. PW Insider reports that multiple WWE programs have been added to the library on Peacock in the last 24 hours. This is from yesterday, including Batista, I Walk Alone, Big Show, A Giant's World, Sting, The Lost Tape, Tuesday Night Titans, Undertaker's Gravest Matches, and You Think You Know Me, The Story of Edge. The SmackDown Library is almost complete similar to Raw and Nitro. Only a few episodes are missing at this time. Also, WWE shop has new variants of previous Roman Reigns shirts with black and white colors. A 2013 WWE Champion The Rock Funko Pop vinyl figure is also available on WWEshop.com, and one more quick story before we close it out here for the night, here, folks. Joseph Lee posted this story yesterday as there was an update on the status of Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed after their WWE main event appearance. As 411 Mania previously reported, Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed both appeared on this week's episode of WWE Main Event with Reed defeating Drew Gulak and Karrion Cross defeating Shelton Benjamin. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that both wrestlers are now on the list of being brought up to the main roster, perhaps as soon as the draft at the end of the summer. It was noted that the wrestlers worked matches with the writing staff, launching the afternoon before the matches were taped. Cross worked a match with Dolph Ziggler, while Reed had a match with Bobby Roode. As they may be called up, they wanted everyone to see what they can do live and start coming up with ideas for their debuts. At the moment, they look at Cross and Scarlett as a couple. As Cross appeared without her on main event, it's believed Scarlett will get a look without Cross. uh, That that actually Scarlett, there was a possibility that Scarlett could have gotten a look without carrying Cross with her uh, yesterday as well. So this story came out yesterday. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, on that note here, there you have it with your wrestling news tidbits here for the evening. But on that note as well, we also want to thank you, of course, for joining us here tonight for episode number 265 of WSW Power Hour. Uh, Be sure, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, of course, tonight on TNT coming up here very soon. if, If it's not already on, of course, a special Saturday edition of AEW Dynamite. Be sure to, of course, check that out. Here tonight, as we said, of course, Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero versus Reba, not Rebel, and a, the, the so-called AEW Women's Champion, Dr. Britt. My teeth is on my butt, Baker. <clears throat> also, of course, the Young Bucks versus Penta and Kingston, with Penta and Kingston getting the tag team title shot if they defeat the Bucks. And also, of course, another matchup has been hyped up, of course, Kenny Omega defending the AEW world title. Against Jungle Boy, of course. Hopefully, all these matches, of course, will turn out well. But we'll give you, of course, uh, we'll give you some updates here on that here. Hopefully, tomorrow morning on WCWS. This morning, be sure to listen in on all that. But uh, be sure to check out all of our groups, of course, on Facebook here, folks. As we continue to post different things on all of our pages, including everything from, as we said, uh, Entertainment Cavalcade. Also. uh, Fan Empire, as well as as well as of course uh, location of animation, as well as Game Show Alley, Sports Roundup, uh, the the Movie Channel, of course, also our tribute groups to uh, Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, and also Who's Line Is It Anyway, also NASCAR U.S. High Octane History, Power Rangers Protecting the Power, Home Improvement More Power Forever, A Gaseous Affair, also of course our new Knight Rider tribute group. Ride It Into the Night, Motor Week Retro Review, Cars of the Past. Also, uh, Women of WWUS, where you can check out some classic ladies matches. Also, of course, our wrestling tribute groups, including AWS, <clears throat> NWA US, ROH US, NXT US, ROHUS, OBW US, OBWUS, WCCWUS, and others. Also, of course, check out the video bubble. we got a lot light, of light great uh Matches, promos, and vignettes posted on there here, from including a lot of stuff in Major League Wrestling posted on there, too, so be sure to check all that out here, of course, here as well. And, of course, all of our other groups here, we continue to post different stories and everything along those lines, so be sure to check out everything we've got posted on Facebook, and check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows, of course, here on Shoe as well. Um, of course, dating back to 2015, of course, a lot of shows here, everything from Revolution the Wolfpack, the Raw Radio, um, to a lot of shows that haven't been on for a while, including Wrestling Profile, Indie Outlook, Attitude Radio, and others. Of course, check out all those episodes, of course, here indeed. And we are working on getting more and more shows up and running here very, very soon. So be sure to, of course, check that out here as well. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much here for listening. Enjoy tonight's episode of AW Dynamite. We'll talk about you tomorrow morning, 805-8613-POUND. For our next edition of WWS this morning, Power Hour episode 265 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network, right here, of course, on Talkshoe.com. Where we are, of course, six years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, keep records, keep stay safe out there. Uh, of course, keep your hands clean, keep yourself clean, and of course, you'll be doing a whole lot of praying. Of course, there's been talk of another possibly uh, uh, round of of another variant of this infamous pandemic, this virus flowing around, so be sure to, of course, keep your eyes and ears open here, folks. We hope to, of course, try to avoid this uh, as best as we possibly can. So just stay on your toes here, everyone, and we'll definitely be, be getting to this very, very soon. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Of course, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Radio Network. And of course, as we take you out here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go back to our, of course, opening theme here. Of course, if of course if it's not uh, familiar, this is a extended version of of this original theme here. Of that was, of course, of the of the mute of the uh, opening opening theme here and we're kind of hoping of course we can we're hoping to of course to obviously uh obviously of course get that get that working here uh And, Of course, obviously, it's having a hard time kind of pull up there, folks. I apologize. So we may have to go on, of course, without it here for the. Uh, so until then, folks, I hope. Well, what it was was that it was the um, opening. What it was it? Was an extended version. Uh, um, of the theme used during ABC News uh, World News Tonight broadcast, when it was, of course, being hosted, when it was being brought brought by legendary actor the late, I mean, anchor uh, the late Peter Jennings before he passed away. Um, but this is an updated version of that theme. But apparently, we're not going to be able to get it going here. Apparently, I'm sorry to say. So until th- so like I said, until then, here, folks. Um, because our computer our computer is, of course, kind of acting a little bit slow. So until then, folks, take care, and God bless here. We'll talk at you tomorrow morning, as we said, on WCWS this morning. Until then, take care, and God bless, and enjoy AEW Dynamite Special Edition here this evening. This is, a course of course, the WCWS radio network. Take care, and God bless, folks.